Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset. Today, we are going to be talking about the power of ritual and routine and how you can find and create more magic in your life. Because honestly, almost everything you do is an opportunity to care for your energy, which is exactly what I want to explore today. And I know this might sound a little witchy, a little woo, and a little out there, but humor me. Humor me for a minute because what could go wrong with inviting a little more magic and intention into our lives? And most of the things we are going to be talking about today, we're already doing. We're doing regardless. And most of those things, unfortunately, feel like a chore. They feel like something that we have to do, not something that we get to do. And inviting some ritual into those practices will change them into exactly that, something that you get to do. And while I don't want to lie to you and say that it's going to make you excited to fold the laundry, because it probably won't, but what it will do is make you aware of everything that you currently have and everything in your life that you have to be grateful for, which will help you see the blessings in all that mundane bullshit you're doing every single day. When I say that almost everything can be a ritual, I mean it. Taking a shower, which is the first thing we're going to talk about, that is a full-on ritual if you allow it. Cleaning your house, working out, working out is the ultimate ritual. Meal prepping, like meal prepping is a ritual around self-love, around appreciation, around respect and gratitude for your body. The few minutes of alone time that you take while you transition from one role to the other in your life, all of these little things, all these mundane things, they are opportunities to call in magic into your life and to really, like I said just a few minutes ago, to invite more gratitude into these practices that don't feel very magical. They feel very mundane. They feel very boring. They feel very basic. They feel like things you have to do, right? Things that you, that fall on your shoulders, especially for us women. And, you know, there's a whole conversation that we could get into here. And I, to be quite honest, I don't want to have it. (laughs) I don't have the capacity to have it today. But a lot of these tasks, they do fall on our lap. And whether that's right or wrong is is nothing that we are going to debate right now. It's just what is. We tend to be the people who are doing the cooking, doing the cleaning, doing the running around, doing all the things that keep our households running. And that can be really frustrating. And it's really easy to get burnt out when you're looking at those things from a lens of, well, if nobody's going to do it, then I have to do it. Or I'm doing this because nobody respects me or I'm doing this because I'm the only person who cares. And look, I get it because I've been there. I totally have been there and I I understand what that feels like and it feels really shitty, which is why it is so important to me to explore the opposite and to look at those things and say, okay, I am doing all of these things really when push come to shove because I want to. We can Byron Katie these methods away. And if you have no idea who Byron Katie is, Google her, buy her book, Loving What Is. It will change your life. It'll probably piss you off at first because it absolutely pissed me off at first. But come back to it, right? That's a book that you read and then you read again when you're really ready for it because it will challenge you in really amazing ways. And so when I say Byron Katie these tasks, I mean, ask yourself, like we can take Cleaning the kitchen, for an example. Cleaning the kitchen is something that usually falls on our 
shoulders. We are the people who have to do it. We are the people cleaning the dishes. And it can be very easy to write a a lot of stories that are negative in our heads about that thing. But we can push back on that and say, okay, well, is it true that I really don't want to do this? Well, no, because I want a clean kitchen. That's not, I do actually want to do this because I want a clean kitchen. Is it true that my husband or children wouldn't do this if I didn't do it for them? Well, I don't know that because I've never let a dish sit on the sink for more than five minutes to find out if they would put it away, right? So really, I don't want to run off in a huge tangent like I just did. But all that to say, we have the opportunity to choose how we view things. We can choose our perception. We can choose our lens. Today, we are going to talk about looking at those things as an opportunity to really care for ourselves, care for our physical being, care for our spiritual beings, and care for the energy around us. I got a little off subject there. I know that's no surprise to you. (laughs) What I want to open this with is talking about taking a shower because really that was one of the first rituals I created in my life that I really saw a huge change from. I started employing this, and and I cannot take credit for this. It's not like I'm the one who came up with this idea. This has been something that has happened, I'm sure, for longer than any of us have been around. This was first something that came into like my sphere, I want to say around like seven-ish years ago. And it was, I saw it online somewhere. And basically the person was talking about a shower meditation and how they view the water coming down from the spout and washing down over their crown and washing down their body and it taking away any negative energy and clearing them out and it washes it down the drain. And I was like, wow, that sounds fucking great because I got a lot of negative energy. (laughs) And so that's what I started doing whenever I felt like really heavy, really gross, really bitchy, whenever I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, which is something I dealt with a lot in, you know, in my earlier, well, not earlier years, but definitely in my 20s and in my early 30s, I would take a shower. And I would imagine exactly that. Imagine the water washing over me, cleansing me, and more importantly, cleansing my energy. And then when I was looking for pattern disruptors, when I was trying to really heal my relationship with food and really stop my eating disorder, which for the most part was done at that time, right? That that was over with by the timeline's fuzzy, but I want to say like early 30s, but it was still happening sporadically. And it was like a kick in the nuts every time that happened because it would be like, okay, I'm healed. I'm not doing this anymore. I've, I've gone a year. I've gone six months. I've gone these long stretches of time and I haven't actively made myself thrown up. And then something would happen and I would revert back to that behavior and it really shook me. And I did not like that, right? I did not like that at all. And so I thought, okay, well, this is something that I can do when I find myself binging or wanting to binge or having those urges. I can take a shower. This can be a new thing for me to do. And I, I was just going to apologize to you because of that over vulnerable share. And I don't really know why that is, but I guess I should have put like a, a warning that I was going to talk about that, but I really, I didn't intend to. It just kind of came out. So I do apologize if that kind of triggered something in you, I'll try to be better about stating whenever I'm going to talk about anything to do with disordered eating here. Um, and apologize to me because God, I don't like talking about this stuff. It makes me, I still feel so much shame around those behaviors and that I did that for so long and that I did that for so long in my life. But it is what it is, right? When you know better, you have the opportunity to do better. And that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm here to hopefully 
with all of my might. I really just hope and pray that you can learn from my bullshit so you don't have to go through the same thing. But anyway, back on track with the showers. I think the shower is an amazing pattern disruptor for that reason because it truly removes you from whatever situation that you are in and it actively engages other parts of your mind that you are not using at that time, right? I could not stick my hand in the bag of chips or whatever because I was in the shower and it gave me time to kind of like reflect and think about what was going on. And then I started taking that even a step further and I would say, well, think to myself like, okay, well, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? And specifically, where am I feeling it? And where is this feeling in my body? And then I would cleanse that area of my body. And I understand that that can sound like really woo and out there, but I don't give a shit because it really truly helped me. And I know it can help you. I, I've suggested this to women and they have found it very, very helpful. And and it also helps This is one of those things where it creates positive dominoes and positive waves out in other directions because when you start identifying feelings and emotions in your body, it it allows you to understand like what is real and what isn't. Like for instance, that taught me a lot about my anxiety. When I was feeling anxiety that was deep like down in my sacral center, like deep down in my core, deep in like the pit of my belly, I knew that that anxiety was really not mine right? Those, I was feeling anxiety over situations I didn't have control over. And so what would that look like? I dealt with that a lot during 2020 and when the gym was shut down and I was constantly reminding like, oh, this isn't my anxiety. Yes, it is affecting me. Yes, it is stressful. Yes, it is out of my control, but that's exactly that. It's just out of my control. I have no control over this. So I giving this more energy is not going to serve me because I cannot change the situation. All I can do is change how I show up for myself in it, right? And that's a huge distinction. I cannot change the situation. I can only change how I view it and how I treat myself through this. And so that would remind me like, Heather, this is not your problem. This is God's problem. Let it go. Versus when I feel anxiety up in my chest, up around my clavicle, up around my heart center, that's anxiety that is mine. That's anxiety around problems that I have control over that I am not actively doing anything about or I am doing the wrong things about, right? Like say I'm having a problem with somebody and the only thing I'm doing about it is bitching about them, gossiping about them, venting about them. I'm not doing shit, right? I'm not doing anything productive. That's not going to go away. So when I know I have that feeling up in that part of my body, I am either not doing the correct things or I'm not doing anything to solve it. And that was really, really helpful. That was tangent number two or three of this podcast. Wow, we are on a roll. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, right? And I hope you find that helpful. And I don't want to say that this is like an instant, like as soon as you start asking yourself, where am I feeling this? You're going to get this instant answer because that can be frustrating. It, It does take some time, but sometimes you will get an instant answer. And the more you do it, the stronger those answers become. And it really is powerful for helping you identify emotions and feelings and helping you remember that Everything is temporary. Nothing is permanent. And so whatever you are feeling will go away. And when you are feeling something heavy, dirty, dusty, musty, rusty, crusty, all that gross stuff, put your pretty little ass in the shower. Turn the music on if that helps you. I like to shower silently, but my daughter showers with her music. So whatever is helpful for you and your energy. But do what you need to do and imagine all the water 
washing away not only the dirt and grime from the day, but the dirt and grime energy that you're holding on to. Any feelings of stress, any feelings of worry, any feelings of anger, any bad energy that you may have picked up, let that be your ritual and let that cleanse you. My next favorite ritual is something that we already kind of talked about, and that is cleaning your house, cleaning your kitchen, cleaning your bathroom, cleaning the living room, cleaning your anything, right? Cleaning your environment. Whenever you feel like an environment is heavy, and that may be, that's different for everybody. If you are not so energy sensitive, you're not going to necessarily walk into an environment and feel anything, right? Like you're just going to feel whatever it is you feel. If you're energy sensitive, you are going to feel the energy of that room. And so if you're walking into a place with heavy energy, like for me, that's a bar. No offense, but like typically what do people do in bars? They go there to forget their problems. Like, yes, they say they go there to socialize, but are you really socializing and connecting when you're drunk? No, that is a hill I will die on. So it's not like the highest energy. You're going to feel that. If you're going into a hospital, right? If you're going into a place where there's just a lot of heavy energy, you're going to feel that. Well, sometimes, unfortunately, that place can be your office. (laughs) That place can be your fucking living room, right? It can be heavy. And so you need to clean that out. Well, how are you going to clean that out? You can't clean out the energy while you are literally surrounded by last night's crumbs, by last night's junk, by last year's junk. And so cleaning your house, that's a full-on ritual whenever you want it to be. And that is where like the gratitude comes in and what I was hinting at or trying to get to at least earlier. Like I would feel, I can feel very like upset that I'm cleaning up after other people. I am a neat person. I am a tidy person. I like things just so. I understand that about myself. And I also understand that not everybody holds that standard, right? And so like that's something I actively have to remind myself of. But I can get a little bit salty Okay, a lot of bit salty when I find myself cleaning up after other adults. That can be frustrating to me. And so I have to remind myself like, okay, they don't feel the energy of this shit. This is fine to them. They're, this is fine. They don't give a shit that there's a pizza box on the counter when they go to sleep. They don't give a shit that they left their plate at the table. That's fine. They will, in their world, they'll pick it up tomorrow. They'll pick it up in an hour. It's fine. It's not affecting them. And I'm not saying that as an insult to people who can deal with that. Like more power to you. I'm very jealous because <laughs> I can't. Shit affects me. So I remind myself that like, okay, I'm the person with this problem And so I need to clean it. Where the energy comes in is literally, you know, what we are interacting with, what other people are interacting with, they're leaving their energy on that. Again, I know that sounds very hippie. I know that sounds very woo. If you don't believe that, you don't believe that, and that's fine. But unfortunately for you, this is my podcast. (laughs) What a statement, right? (laughs) That is what I believe. I believe people leave remnants of their energy Not all the time, but some of the times. And so when I'm cleaning up after everybody's been over at my house, you know, on a Sunday night or a Saturday night, I remind myself that like this isn't a big deal to everybody. It's a big deal to me. And I need to clear out the energy. So not only am I cleaning up the clums, cleaning up the dishes, taking out the trash, I am intentionally clearing the energy, which 
we're going to get even more hippie and weird. I actually imagine as I'm spraying my cleanser and wiping down the counter that I am spraying away any negative energy and I'm setting the intention that I am wiping away and clearing away and taking up, bottling it up, like scrubbing it up, soaking it into this paper towel. And when I throw the paper towel away that is now filled with dirt and grime, I'm also throwing away any shit vibes that are hanging around with it. It's a fucking ritual. (laughs) I know that sounds wild, but I'm telling you, it matters. There is a reason why on my TikTok, I post every full and every new moon, like clean your house, clean your energy, clean your sheets, clean your shower, clean your toilets, all of those things, because it is so important to care for the energy around your home. And back to the whole martyr thing, I don't have a cleaning lady. I'm the cleaning lady, right? I'm the person who does those things. And so it is easy for me to get caught up in the story that like, this is bullshit. I shouldn't have to do this. Like whatever, whatever the situation may be. When I view cleaning as a ritual, I remind myself that like this is how I show gratitude for my home. This is how I show gratitude for my abundance, for the life that I've built, that we've built, my family has built together that has allowed us to have this home and to have this lifestyle. And like how lucky am I that I get to clean it, right? How lucky is that that I get to do that? And I understand that can sound like kind of like bullshit, but to me, it's not. To me, it makes me really happy. Like I routinely, I wrote about this in one of my blog posts a year, uh, posts, posts like a year ago, more than that actually, two or three years ago, about how I one day was folding the laundry and like just started bawling because I was so frustrated about folding the laundry and like all everything I had to do that day. And then I like realized like, oh my God, like look at all this laundry. And I saw it for what it was. And it wasn't a load of laundry and and just piles of dirty clothes. It was abundance. It was freedom. It was being able to support my family. It was being able to have a lifestyle that like I'm comfortable in. Like all those things that were things that I never thought I would have 15, 20 years ago, right? And so it's like having those reminders is something that will happen more often when you start ritualizing the mundane shit. You can be reminded of like, oh, wow, like I don't have to do this. I get to do this. And this is all a blessing. This is a blessing that many people would do strange shit for, right? This is a blessing that maybe you a year ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, couldn't have imagined ever having and you're not seeing it. And so ritualizing it allows you to do exactly that. The last ritual I want to touch on is meal prep. And I understand that meal prep can seem very diety, very rooted in changing our bodies and all of that bullshit. And it can be, but not when you're viewing it from an intention of self-love and not when you are treating it as a freaking magic spell and how much you love yourself and how much you are caring for yourself and how you are setting your future self up for success and ease, right? Because that's what meal prep is. Meal prep is a spell in self-love and manifestation for exactly how you want to feel in your body and setting yourself up to feel amazing. And so why not view it as that? And also for the people you love, it comes back to like the mommy martyr thing. Like if you're the one cooking for everybody in your family, what is a more amazing way of showing love for the people you love than giving them food that their bodies will love, right? Like all of these things are so interrelated and we can take them and we can view them as a negative and we can view them as boring and and just another thing that we have to do or we can view them differently. We can view them as something that we are extraordinarily lucky and blessed to be able to do. And how lucky are we to be able to honor our bodies in this way and to set ourselves up for success in this way? And really there's 
there is nothing more beautiful and nothing more magical than viewing you know, any time that you are taking time to do something for future you and making that into a ritual around, okay, this is my intention. And this is for meal prep or anything. When you're setting your clothes out for the next day, when you're getting off your phone at night so you can go to bed early and get up for the gym in the morning because you have set that intention. Anytime you do that, setting the intention to, this is something that I am doing in reverence for my future self because I have such care for her. I have such respect for her and I just want to see her succeed, succeed, and I want to see her do so effortlessly. Like let that be your ritual and holy shit, amazing things will happen. I'm going to tie this episode up here. I hope it helped. The next two weeks, we are going to be talking about fitness, which I'm really excited to get into because holy shit, do I get a lot of questions about that. So The next two weeks are more fitness related, but if you're not a fitness girly, fear not. There will be something there for you. There absolutely will be lots of things for you to take away, so I certainly hope you tune in. And like always, if you received any value from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would share it, if you would share it with your friends, you know, leave a comment on my social media when I post it. That's always extraordinarily helpful. I love your DMs, but unfortunately, the algorithm doesn't. So please like and comment where everybody can see. And if you have not already, take a minute to rate and review this podcast. It means the world to me and it keeps me showing up here every single week. So I'm going to keep doing exactly that and I'll see you back next Thursday.